Hello, I'm Paul. And I'm Wyatt. And this is Father Son 49ers Talk. How are you doing, Wyatt? Pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good. You excited? Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on. Oh, you sound like the enthusiasm in the resonation of your voice was noticeable or not noticeable? Slightly tired. Oh, okay. You're tired. I'm down with that. But yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so tell me about it. What are you excited about, Wyatt? I'm just excited to see us going out and getting players that we need. Yeah, I, I was. I think you're right. We were going through the last few off seasons, and we just really haven't done a lot in free agency, really since the bulky era. And it is nice to kind of see the 49ers going out and making moves and trying to improve the roster. Not everybody agrees with the moves. That was very evident and very clear in the Niner empire. But uh, it was really nice to kind of see us in the headlines, picking up players, trying to do what we can do to make ourselves a better team. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, so we definitely did have some free agency signings, right? And notably, I'll just go through kind of the big ones. I'm not going to talk about every single signing that we had and and drop and release. But the big signing, one of the big ones was D Ford. Yeah. Then we had Quan Alexander, Jason Verrett, mm-hmm. uh, David Mayo. Um, Mayo, we, you want me to bring him up, and we'll talk about him just a little bit. And then on offensive side, we had Tevin Coleman and Jordan Matthews. Yeah. So let's let's just jump right into it. Let's just start talking about the big trade, the one that everybody. Well, some people are excited about, some people are not, some people, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. I don't know that there's one signing on here that everybody that I saw just loved as a 49er fan. It's pretty hard just in general to find someone that you assigned to any team that everyone's going to be happy about. Okay. There's always going to have people that's getting, he's getting paid too much, this and that. There's always going to be those guys. That's fair. I'll take that. Okay. So the D4 trade, tell me about it, Why? We gave a 2020 second-round pick for D4 for maybe one of the best pass rushers, pure pass rushers in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, I really like the pick. I really like the pickup, not pick. We're not in the draft yet. <laughs> Why do you like it, Wyatt? I just like it because, I mean, it's not hidden that we don't have pass rush and we need it. And we okay. went out and got a guy that knows how to rush the passer. With D Ford, what you said right there is just key to me because last year we did not go out and get ourselves a pass rusher and we needed one. And the team just kept on acting like we had it, like we had the pass rusher that we needed on our team and we didn't. So the fact that we went out and got D Ford shows that the team recognized and acted. They recognized that we needed a pass rusher, and then they did something about it. Yeah. It's like they finally realized, not realized, but finally just went out and did it. Yeah. And then got somebody. And we didn't have to trade a lot of capital. We did trade a little bit. So there's a couple things that go on with that trade. And I've seen some people say, well, we traded a draft pick. We could have gone out and got somebody like Justin Houston. We didn't have to trade our draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's valid. That's it's valid. valid. There were some some guys out there that we could have picked up 
Ziggy Ansah, the Ziggy Ansah and Justin Houston specifically that we didn't have to trade picks to bring them onto the team. Would you of us have rather done that? No. No, you you don't you wouldn't have rather Justin had Houston. Justin Houston, I have about as much faith in him staying a full sixteen games is about as much as I do in Jimmy Ward. Mm. So you are overflowing with confidence that they're gonna play all year. Yeah. It's hundred percent. I mean, if they didn't, I'm putting bets right now that they're gonna play all year. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you don't have a lot of confidence that Justin Houston no. is gonna stay active. So you think that trading draft picks to I pick think, up a pass rusher was I think, the right move? I think it was speaking that Trey Flowers, I guess we could have went out and got could have went and got out and Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been the guy that I've been fine with. Ziggy Ansa, I feel like he's just going downhill and we're going to overpay for a guy that's yeah. not going to be as productive as we want. Yeah, I don't Justin want Ziggy Houston. Ansa. Justin Houston isn't going to play full 16 games. I mean, D Ford might not. He has, inj- he has injuries too, but I mean, Justin Houston's 30. Just, I don't have trust in him. I just don't trust in him to be able to sustain okay, long yeah. enough to drive in the season. So everybody's talking about second round pick. Well, we trade a second round pick, but that second round pick comes with two kind of caveats. The first is that remember in the last episode, we talked about trade value, that there is a chart that GMs typically use that calculate trade values as they go through and they try and figure out what they're going to give up or what they're going to get in return for some sort of trade. So what type of compensation, right? Do you remember what, what we said about next year's picks? Next year's picks are usually one round lower when it comes to the value of them. Yeah, worth points, right? So each, yeah. you know, a second round pick this year is going to have the points value of a second of a third round pick next year. Or sorry, I said that backwards. Um, so a second round pick next year is going to have the points value of a third round pick this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, we really traded a third round pick. I get that. But then everybody's going to say, well, I don't care about points. Next year, it's still a second round pick. However, you know, the fact that we didn't trade this year's second round pick is a win. One, because of the points and we talked about the chart. But now let's talk about actual like tangible location within the draft. We have to assume that we are going to be better next year than we were this year. Yeah. Which means that we are going to be drafting lower next year than we are this year. I mean, just aside from all that, I mean, each round you go down, the chances that you actually get someone that can rush the passer like D Ford just go down each round. Yeah, so I get that. Mm-hmm. We're getting a player that is proven that he can pass the rush the passer. I'll set that backwards. And <laughs> for basically a third round pick worth of points yeah for basically their run pick that's essentially what we traded in value right mm-hmm. now but again that third round or that second round pick next year is going to be lower than the pick this year because this year that second round pick is a it's the fourth pick of the second round yeah and we're hoping that we are at least middle of the pack next year hopefully we're, we make the playoffs but i mean we don't know that we can't speculate that yet really got to see what happens 
But in any case, we're hoping that we're closer to that 1415 range than, and maybe even lower, right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. 15 is kind of like, that's what we want to, that's like the bare minimum we want to try and be at is like that 15 range. And then hopefully we're kind of go low. So that's, there's that kind of range. And I, I feel value, not valuable. I feel good about this, the value that we gave up for Deport. So for the second round pick. I get it. We could have kept that pick and got somebody else, but I'm I'm happy with D Ford and even his contract. I really am happy with this contract. And now you mentioned Justin Houston's thirty. D Ford's going to be twenty eight. So what do you think about that? I mean, it's only two years difference. Two years is a lot in the NFL. Okay, it is a lot. It can be. Now, I don't know. Twenty eight. We signed him to a five year contract, right? Yeah. So, so we're expecting him to play up to 33, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of, except in the NFL, you pretty much got to take off that last year's contract. I mean, that's a five-year deal is essentially a four-year deal. A three-year deal is essentially a two-year deal, right? And then if they – because even when the players are coming up on that deal, if they're playing well, then they're going to want a new contract. If they're not playing well, they're probably going to be let go, whatever it may be. So we're looking at – D Ford for probably four years on the team with this current contract. And then just like any other contract we have with Pragmarate, we have outs throughout the contract if we need to. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's move on to our next defensive signing, which is Juan Alexander. What do you think about that, Wyatt? I, I like this pickup. I really do. Okay. Tell me about it. Why do you like it? I just like to pick up because, yes, he's coming off of a torn ACL. I mean, if it was way back, people don't return from torn ACLs. But people come back from torn ACLs all the time. I mean, McKinnon's coming back, Grappolo. Just torn ACL, that's not a big deal to me. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a big deal to 49ers either, right? Yeah. So if, we the got here. Staff, if the training staff and the coaching staff and all is willing to bring him in, and pay him what they did, they're clearly not worried about the torn ACL. You sound like Trent Bulky. Bring in all the ACL tears he can get. Well, it's not quite what I was saying, but... <laughs> if you can get him on a cheaper deal and you, you know, and you can look at him and say that torn ACL isn't going to come back and haunt them, I mean, who, it might later on, but like immediately it isn't going to haunt them and it isn't going to affect their play. So when we signed Alexander... Man, the the backlash was intense. This is one of the things that was kind of annoying about free agency this year. Everybody was complaining, oh, we're not spending money. We're not signing people. We're not doing this and we're not doing that. And then, like, do something. You know, they were just yelling at the Niners to do something. And then when they did it, they're like, oh, but don't do that. What are you doing? Don't spend all that money. It's like, do something. Wait, no, don't. No, no, not don't do that. Yeah, Bad that's one. what it felt like, right? And so with Quan Alexander, different. yeah, with, like, Quan with Quan Alexander, that's kind of what happened. They're like, do something, and then we did, and then it kind of blew up. And did we overpay for Quan Alexander? I don't know. What do you think? Maybe. I don't know. When you look at his contract, though, it's it's more he has to prove himself and he has to play to get a lot of his money. It is very incentive laden. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he plays to the max of his abilities, 
and he plays to the level he can play to his what his potential will allow him to do, then for crying out loud, no, we did not. Yeah, I agree. We we want if he performs to the contract, then that's awesome for us. Because then he mm-hmm. gets his money and we get the performance. If he doesn't, then in a couple of years we'll have to move on and do whatever whatever we need to do. But the thing about him that is really interesting is that he just he really does have a moving story. I mean, his his personality, what I've seen from him, he seems like that that leader that we need on the defense to lead the defense. Yeah, I agree. So I'm excited about his signing. I really am. Oh, and then back to the overpaying free agency. So it's kind of I wanted to kind of get into that just a little bit. When you go into free agency, you overpay, especially if you're trying to pick up kind of higher level values players. And it's just in the nature of how the system works because you're in a bidding war. So when you're in a bidding war, then you, by definition, you pay more than what everyone else was willing to pay. So, I mean, that's going to cause you to pay, well, overpay for players because you're having to outbid other team player. Yeah, I mean, if if other people want that player and they are bidding for him, then they're going to continue to bid until one person outbids everybody else. So then by definition, you just overpaid because nobody else would have paid that much for that player. Yeah. Now, sometimes you get players that take less money to go to teams and whatever it may be. But, you know, when you go into free agency, you, you expect to spend the money. So Quan Alexander, I really like those yeah. two pickups. Those two pickups right there, I think, are going to improve the defense. They they really are. They're gonna help us and we needed to find a Reuben Foster replacement. And then we needed we needed a pass rusher, somebody who is actually a pass rusher by skill. And we yeah. got one. And not a run stopper. Yeah, we got one there. Then now we kind of talked about this just a little bit last night. Pass rusher we absolutely wanted and needed. But mm-hmm. my next my next wish list was safety and cornerback, not linebacker. And we didn't get any safeties, which I was really surprised to hear that we didn't get any safeties or to find out that we didn't get any safeties. But we did get a cornerback. So we got Jason Verrett. What do you think about him? I like the pickup. I really do. I mean, uh, I like it, not love it. Okay. Like it, not love it. Tell me why. Verrett, 10 corner, if he can stay healthy. Well, he was the last time he stayed healthy, like three years ago. It was like 2015. He just, he can't stay on the field. He's had a series of season-ending injuries. I mean, it's like it's been three years in a row now. He's had season-ending injuries that just took him out for the season. He was done. Last year, it came in the first day of ba- or, uh, training camp. Yeah. Yeah, I done. like the signing, too. I do. And it's a, it's a pretty low-risk, high-reward signing for us. The one thing that we, yeah. we saw from free agency is we saw 
that the 49ers were concerned about the middle of the field with linebacker and then D-line, but they felt good with our safeties and cornerbacks. Yeah, they're willing to put something more into the corners, but not someone that's going to guaranteed be there. Do you agree, do you agree with that, Wyatt? With that assessment of our roster? Uh, I like all the – do I agree with the middle of the field and D-line needs work? Yes. But, I mean, in my opinion, our entire defense needs work. Okay. So, safety. Safety, I think we for sure needed someone there. But mm-hmm. corner, I, I, don't, I don't really mind the corner thing, picking up Jason Verrett. I kinda, I'm kind. i fine with Akella Witherspoon if he has time to prove himself. And I feel like this Jason Verrett signing is really going to push Akella Witherspoon to work even more. Nice. I really agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I really... I don't feel great about our cornerbacks, but I feel okay moving forward. If we had the help on top, I really, really, really think we needed that safety. And here is my argument. Who were the two premier kind of pat? Well, two of the top pass rushers that were available in free agency this year. It would have been, you would have had a guy like Trey flowers. Okay. And you would have had, I guess Justin Houston would be there. Mm-hmm. Ziggy would be there. Yeah, let's not include Ziggy. I don't really include him as a top one. Neither do I, but I mean, he's still okay. there. So, Flowers, more guys, Houston. More guys that were there would be Dante yeah. Fowler was there, pure pass rusher. Okay, what about our guy? D Ford? Yeah. He wasn't there. We had to trade for him. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, we traded for him. Okay, good call. So my bad. Let me let me rephrase this. So who were the two? So we had Justin Houston was available in free agency, right? And mm-hmm. then D Ford. Yeah. And we got D Ford. What team were they on? The Chiefs. The Chiefs were one of the worst, worst secondaries in all of football last year. One of the. Okay, but that's my point. So I would say no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. But the point is, is that they had two of the best pass rushers in the NFL last year, and they were still a horrible secondary. And everybody says that we're going to fix our secondary by increasing the pass rush. I 100% agree with you there. Well, I mean, what are we, what are we doing? We need to increase that secondary. We need to, to improve that secondary. Do I feel like pass rush is going to help it? Yes. Do I think it'll fix it 100%? No. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the other the Chiefs had the pass rush, and they still weren't good. So just yeah. because you have the pass rush, who was it? It was John Lynch said that he learned when he was playing football that uh, three Mississippi was a lot easier than five Mississippi. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard him say that. All right. Yeah, so. But I don't know, getting a safety like Earl Thomas to go over the top and kind of help out and do what they need to do. We talk, we've talked about this before a couple times. You know, those cornerbacks, they just seemed like their body language just seemed to indicate the safeties were not where they were supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 
So hopefully we pick up a safety in the draft that can kind of come in and, and stand out. We'll see. I think that we kind of committed yeah. ourselves to picking up a safety in the second round. Nasir Adderley, Deontay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think especially with, which we'll get to in a little bit, the Jordan Matthews signing, I think that we committed to signing a defensive safety in the second round for sure. Now, now, with that being said, the Niners are really good at just not doing anything that you think they're going to do. Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey. And then free agency, everybody everybody was saying that one of like the the positions we need to improve every position. But one of the lower priorities was linebacker. It was a linebacker and then all of a sudden we come out and we make this huge signing a linebacker. Yeah, we, we signed Quan Alexander. Yeah, and then everybody was saying that we need cornerbacks and they're just like, "No, we're good." No. No. I, I don't know. Nobody nobody knows what the Niners are going to do. So and then it gets even worse with this whole it's going to get even worse with the draft. I mean, what's what's going to happen with the draft? I don't know. I don't know. Doing a mock draft on the Niners would be difficult because you don't know. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that just a little bit here. And so then the the Jason Perez signing, we feel pretty good about that at cornerback. Okay. Yeah. Then the last defensive signing that we were going to talk about is uh, David Mayo. So go ahead and tell me about that, Wyatt. I don't know. I just mentioned the David Mayo signing just purely because it was one of the bigger signings, I guess. I guess. From what I don't know, he's just going to be a special teamer depth. Yeah, he's going to be a special teamer depth. And uh, the the big part of this, so the big part with the Mayo signing was that Brock Coyle retired, which is kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, he got injured. He ended his career just a little bit early. Oh, that's that's unfortunate for sure. Um, so I think that kind of goes inside. Now, I do want to say that we do have a bonus player to include in this defensive kind of a line improvement. Do you have any idea who I'm going to say? Uh, honestly, no. Contavious Street. Let's talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. we're talking a lot about we're talking a lot about Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead. Well, we haven't in this podcast, but I mean, just in general, right? Mm-hmm. Going through all this stuff, and then we're even talking about Williams in the draft. I mean, that came up. Williams in the draft. Are we going to take Williams over Nick Boza? There's the Niners seem to be conflicted, and I just I don't get it. I really don't. I Neither think that, do I. I mean, a defensive tackle pass rush versus defensive end pass rush. There's like that's not a comparison. That's not a thing. Or shouldn't yeah, we, be a thing. We just have a lot of players that play a similar position, and we need players that can go out and play on the end. Unless and Nick Bosa and Allen are those players. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Unless you play like Aaron Donald, when. In the draft, there's I see people comparing him to Aaron Donald. It's like you cannot compare a guy to Aaron Donald. It's like going out. It's like going out and comparing someone and saying he's going to be as good as a Hall of Famer. It's not going to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do it. Yeah, I know that Street isn't considered a free agent, right? I mean, he was a draft pick. 
he's really probably going to be more like a draft pick this year. So when we roll in, you know, he's kind of like a, a draft pick this year because he didn't play last year. So this is really his rookie season. But he needs to be considered in those conversations when we're thinking about who we're going to draft, what we're going to do. When you add in another big guy that can just – another big defensive tackle. Uh, he's really a defensive end. I don't know. Contavious Street's going to be in that conversation. So we need to consider him and we need to think more about him. We need to look more at his skill set and what we're thinking about these picks. Okay, yeah. so then our offensive signing. Now, both of these si- – one of them – I really haven't seen anybody say negative things about, and the other one goes back and forth. So the one that kind of goes back and forth is Coleman. Yeah. What do you think about that signing, Wyatt? I don't know. I like the signing, but at the same time, I don't. Okay, tell me why you like it. I like it because we've seen what Tevin Coleman can do when he has Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Okay. We've seen that. That's lethal. It's kind of what we want McKinnon to be. Yeah, what we want him to be. We still want him to do that, but same time, we have McKinnon that's going to do what Coleman does. We have Brita, which is going to be more of the running back, running back, but can still catch the ball okay. at a high level for running back. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I feel like we're bringing a guy that isn't going to stand out a ton when we have this many running backs. But at the same time, I mean, having guys isn't ever a bad thing, especially when you have injury injury guys that have been getting injured. I mean, McKinnon, Brita, having more guys is never a bad thing. I think that's the point, right? The point is that Shanahan is just – I think he was so frustrated from last year. We brought in McKinnon. We kind of planned the offense around McKinnon a little bit, right? And then he got hurt and couldn't play. And Shanahan just says, that's not going to happen this year. We're going to bring, we're going to get more guys. We're going to bring them in and we are going to play the type of football that we want to play. He clearly sees running back as a critical position in his offense. Clearly, when he has three guys that can all do it. At a high level. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about the signing. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it. People are sleeping on Moster. I mean, I don't think Niners fans are, but. Um, yeah, they are sleeping on him a little bit. He's really good. It's going to be interesting to see what happens for sure with the whole running back situation. Yeah. So then we're in, we are in agreement that we like the signing. Yeah. Okay, but the one thing that we did talk about, we were talking about the use of money a little bit last night and roster construction. And we do have we have too much money spent in the running back position. The one thing that I'm frustrated about and that if we're going to have all these running backs on the roster, I really think the use checks contract is just unacceptable. Yeah. I, I really really like use check. And I want him on the team. But he just really isn't worth the money that we pay him. And we were talking about this just a little bit, right? Yeah. Now, Juszczyk's numbers, he's making top 10 running back money. And I don't mean top 10 fullback money. He's hes making you know, significantly more than the next closest fullback in the league. And then so you ask me, well, can we get another fullback that's doing the same thing that he's doing, right? The same type of production. 
So let yeah. me give you let me give you his numbers. Last year, last year, he had eight runs for 30 yards with an average of 3.8 yards per carry. He had 30 receptions for 324 yards with an average of 10.8 and one touchdown. Do you think that's worth top 10 NFL total running back contracts in the entire NFL? No. No, it's not. I just don't understand. And last year, last year wasn't any better. Last year was seven attempts for 31 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. That's a little bit better. He had 33 receptions for 315 yards for 9.5 in one touchdown. That That is not worth top 10 running back money. No, it's not. So I would love to see him restructure that deal for use check. And then let's get that money back and whatever we need to do. But he... He's just getting paid a lot. So when it comes to the running back position, okay, I'm down with it. Breida, Coleman, McKinnon, let's do it. We 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 know we're going to be good. Um, we have Mostert as well as well. But with that, with Yushek's contract, I think we need to we need to find a way to kind of minimize how much he is costing us against the cap. I agree. Okay, the final signing we're going to talk about is an interesting signing, right? It's wide receiver Jordan Matthews. Tell me about it. Why? Yeah. What do you think? I'm just excited to see the Niners go get somebody that has a little bit of size. Man, again, that was another one of the things that I was excited about as well. We talked about it with D Ford. We finally admitted to ourselves that we needed a pass rusher. Well, with Jordan Matthews, this signing shows the 49ers are interested in a big-bodied wide receiver. Jordan Matthews is six foot three, 215 pounds, and he's 26 years old. Yeah. Okay, what else do you like about it? So you do you like the signing itself? So we got a big-bodied wide receiver, but there's other guys out there. Do you like Jordan Matthews specifically? I like that he, he's shown that he has potential. I mean, he's shown that he has potential to be a good wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming down to his injury, not getting the touches that he needs due to mainly injury and whatever all the reasons he doesn't get the touches that he needs to get. But Well, the guy, was, the guy is a talented person. I mean, let's we're getting ready to go up to the draft so we can start talking draft numbers. And this is, I know this was a little while back. He was drafted in 2014 by Chip Kelly in the second round. But like we said, he's 6'3, 215 pounds. During the draft, I think he weighed in at two, two, he weighed in at 212, 213. It was 213. Uh, it was 212 or 213. Um, he, his 40 time was pretty fast. It was 4.46. He had a vertical of 35 and a half inches. He, you know what his bench press was? Mm, I don't have it. I actually don't have that written down right now. I'm going to go with. What was Dante Mon- Moncliffe's? Moncliff. I, I always mess up his name. Wasn't uh, it like 22? DK was 22, yeah. All right. And we thought that was beast mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, guess. So, if that's beast mode, what do you think Jordan Matthews got? 19. He got 21. Oh, wow. 
right? Yeah, yeah. wow. So he's big, he's strong, he's fast. Um, he didn't run a 4.33, but, I mean, 4.46 is pretty good anyways. He's pretty decent on routes. Um, he did have his best year. The one thing that's interesting, and, and you don't really know what's going to happen with Jordan Matthews, is that his best year was with Chip Kelly when he was in the slot. Yeah, I saw that too. So that is really interesting. His first couple of years, really his first three years, looked pretty promising. I mean, so in 2014, he had 67 receptions for 872 yards with an average of 13 yards per reception. That's pretty good. 2015, he had 85 receptions for 997 yards with 11.7 yards per reception. And in 2016, he had 73 receptions for 804 yards for 11 yards per reception. And you, you would take that. That's yeah, pretty good production. That. That's twice the production we had for our next highest wide receiver last mm-hmm. year. Now, he didn't quite reach that 1,000-yard reception thing, but the Eagles were going through a lot of issues back then. You know, they weren't they really weren't doing that well. So he didn't really have a quarterback that could go out and really – help him show his talent and his skills. So, but the next two years really aren't that good. So in 2017, he had 25 yards or 25 receptions for 282 yards. And then in 2018, he had 20 receptions for 300 yards. That's a little deceiving, deceiving though, because he had those 20 catches in three games with 28 targets. Yeah. So, it's kind of like D Ford's second season, or his not second, his twenty seventeen season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look at just stats and not actually what's going on there. I mean, D Ford was off to a good season when it came down to it. I mean, he had six sacks in the year, six sacks, one forced fumble, but he also left this left the entire year with injury mm-hmm. in week eight. So that's a good yeah. start. Six. And what year was that? Uh, this that was twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so he had a pretty successful season until he got hurt, and uh, that's promising. But with Jordan yeah. Matthews, it does a couple things. One, it, we acknowledge that we need a big-bodied wide receiver, or at least that we want one. Two, it's a low-risk deal for us, and he may not make the roster. He, he really won't. But if he does make the roster, that means he's challenging our other wide receivers and he beat them. So yeah. he's, he's either going to challenge our guys and they're going to perform better because of that, and then he just doesn't make the roster, or he's going to make the roster because he outperformed the guys we had on the roster. Yeah, it's Airby. Yeah, and it's not going to cost us a lot of money. And if he does really well, then maybe he's the guy for us throughout the year. He's 26. He's 26. He has the physical abilities, and he's shown to have the skills to be a very talented wide receiver. So I really am excited about Jordan Matthews coming on and seeing what he can do for us. Yeah, so am I. Okay, good. Is there anything else that you really want to bring up, Wyatt? No. Nothing. No, I think that's pretty much it for me as well. I'm really excited to go through and learn more about these players and kind of see how the roster gets constructed. I'm excited about the draft. The draft is coming up really, really soon. It's going to be here before we know it. And 
Man, I'm just, I think that the 49ers are heading in the right direction. I do have some questions about the salary cap management, about how we, not really salary cap management, but how we allot our money and what positions that we show are valuable to us through our, through our salary cap, like running back and linebacker, as opposed to wide receiver and cornerback, right? I mean, if I was to, if I was to switch that, I would rather have more money in our wide receivers than I would in our running backs as far as cap disbursement. And then I'd rather have more money in our cornerbacks than I would in our linebackers. But, well, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I think that we're headed in the right direction. I'm excited about the players that we got. And there is no doubt the 49ers are a better team today than they were at the beginning of the week. Yes. 100%. Okay, I love you, Wyatt. Love you, Dad.